the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money and Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money. I gave you uh, first dibs. That's right. Wow. You did. Oh, it's it's not even my there. birthday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is general knowledge. Hmm. All right. Uh, we plan to do a recap of 2018, but Mark, why don't you take it away? Yeah, sure. So it's probably not a surprise to listeners that, you know, we're not live today speaking to you. We recorded this show on a Friday afternoon at Pacific Private Money, where we just finished having our uh, annual Thanksgiving lunch special. Thanksgiving lunch. Thanksgiving. We're running a little late this year. Oh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Well, okay, I, I, I have a, there's an excuse for that. I have a glass of wine in my hand right now. Rick and I shared a couple of bourbon shots earlier, and we were drinking wine with our prime rib that uh, Mike barbecued out in the backyard. So, um, so we have, we're gonna have a lively show, uh, <laughs> lively year-end recap. Meanwhile. What happened? Uh, we're actually a week out. So we're, so we're recording this on a Friday afternoon after the stock market had the worst week in 10 years. So we just we just checked the markets. They just closed uh, uh, earlier today and, and uh, down another 400, 1,700. Uh, down, the Dow was down for the week. That's 7%. That's actually a pretty brutal, brutal decline. So In fact, that was everything from... Nasdaq too, right? Well, yeah, but I'm thinking that from January 1st of 2018, what's what are we down? Nine percent or something? Yeah, Yeah. pretty significant. So you know, officially or unofficially, you know, stocks uh, in bear market uh, territory, Um, and you know that that really goes to show. uh, And uh, as we compare and contrast uh, investments on the best of investing, uh, you know, we're big proponents here of uh, debt uh, and real estate in general. But uh, you know the Real estate markets. Um, uh, we're going to talk about an article I have a little bit later uh, in the show about uh, somebody, some so-called expert uh, who's quoted in the paper as, uh, uh, or, or at least on in several articles, as saying that housing is also in a correction. Now, I don't agree with that. Certainly not in California, but maybe we are cresting. Uh, so there's a lot of concern out there in the market place right now, especially with, you know, with stocks going down. Now, the stock market doesn't drive forward the economy. The stock market is really a kind of a barometer of investor sentiment. So, uh, but it doesn't cause 
recessions, just because the stock market drops 7% or 10% or 20% or whatever percent, it doesn't, it's, it, it could be, it could be the harbinger because oftentimes recessions are actually caused by continued um, investor sentiment, well, but it doesn't, exactly. but, but there's not yeah. necessarily a direct correlation between yeah. what the stock market does or doesn't do and whether or not the economy is actually heading into a recession. Um, but it, uh, but it does affect people's pocketbooks in, in a direct way. And it certainly affects uh, your retirement savings. If you're uh, an income investor in the stock market, it could infect you, affect you in, in many ways. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about about uh, the how um, mortgage debt, uh, particularly mortgage debt funds like the Pacific Private Money Fund, are not correlated to what's going on in the stock market. In fact, they're really not correlated to even what's happening uh, with short-term and long-term interest rates. The Fed raised rates again uh, uh, this past week, and um, uh, it, I had bet against it. I actually thought that they would pause, and, yeah. uh, but they did. They raised rates. The market went up. The day they announced that they raised their rates, the market went up 350, and then uh, by the end of the day, it was down 400. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's really uh, very interesting times we're living in right now. At the last Fed meeting, too, didn't they say they were going to hold back yeah. on raising rates? And then this time around, they raised them. So. I mean, there is something about the sentiment where it's a kind of a trickle-down effect. If uh, people, you know, lose money in the stock market, then a lot of times they're going to be holding back on purchases. And then that... Per- right. Hits production, GNP. Well, they, they call that what self... Uh, Self-fulfilling prophecies, prophecies, right, exactly. And so will this be a self-fulfilling prophecy? Will this kind of drive us into uh, further recessionary pressures? I I don't know. I don't think so. I'm pretty bullish for uh, for 2019. I think uh, uh, California in in particularly, which is really where we focus, and that's really at the end of the day, California in many ways, it's its own economy. Um, We've got states like Texas where uh, homes aren't selling and and, uh, neighborhoods are overbuilt. we We don't have that really anywhere in California. And we're going to talk more about that as the show goes on. Cautiously optimistic, as they say. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Here's the first trivia question. What word describes a cut of steak containing both the T-bone and the tenderloin? Oh, a, a meat question. I'm getting the meat sweat yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you the answer. Call, call, call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here's the trivia question. What word describes a cut of steak containing both the T-bone and the tenderloin? I uh, want to make a quick mention here for the... Set sail aboard the schooner Free to Be for an ecology-themed tour of Marin Headlands. Uh, they board in Sausalito. They take you out under the Golden Gate Bridge all the way out to Point Bonita Bonita Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Did uh, they come back with you? Yes, they do. Check them out <laughs> at sfbayadventures.com. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fonts. Yeah, change it up a little bit there. Uh, what word describes a cut of steak containing both the T-bone and the tenderloin? Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. That's, <laughs> the word. that's all. That's all. Okay, yeah, if you're a butcher, you don't call it yummy. You can have that yummy, the uh, yummy cut. slice. The yummy what do you cut? call it? What do you call it? Come on, you know. I'm sure. 
sure I do. What's the biggest piece that you can get? That uh, is it a yeah, yeah. prime rib? No, no, no. The Por- porterhouse. Oh, yeah. You know, I never order porterhouses. No, that's a New York strip guy myself. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, my brother taught me this. What you do is you go to a restaurant, and you, when you order a porterhouse, you're getting kind of the best of both. You get a T-bone, and you get the te- tenderloin, oh, right? Okay. And then it's it's usually more expensive, but it's big enough to split between two people. So it's actually a very good way for you to get a couple of different kinds of steaks. Yeah. Check that out. <laughs> Check right. that out. Okay, Mark, you got an interesting Yeah, article. well, we talked a little bit at the, at the, uh, in the intro, you know, that uh, we're recording this uh, on the, what is the date today anyway? It's uh, Friday, 21st. The, Friday the 21st, and because uh, uh, we had to put a show in the can because some of us are on vacation as you're listening to this show, but uh, the week uh, ending Friday the 21st was not a good one for the stock market. In fact, uh, with some of the indexes, we're officially in a correction uh, in, a, in a bear market, uh, and I I want to share with you an article that actually came out uh, in early December, um, and the headline was, and this was shared by a lot of people on LinkedIn and on Facebook, and it made national media, because again, let's face it, right, if it bleeds, it leads, and uh, the headline was, single-family home construction tumbles, and a top analyst says says housing is in a correction. Now, first of all, I, you know, I usually despise headlines because they're usually not even written by the guy who wrote the article, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, written by whatever that. publication it is. Single family home construction tumbles. Um, yeah, but where? Right. It's not all over the United States. And we all know if you're a real estate investor, if you know anything about real estate, you know that all that really matters is real estate's local. Real estate is regional. National housing statistics are worthless. <laughs> worthless. And uh, and when you hear the phrase and and a, and a top analyst, <laughs> I'm sorry, who's the top analyst? Yeah, well, I'm not going to name this guy because no. I, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. But I know th- they quote this so-called top analyst. And I've read a lot of this top analyst uh, has to say. And he is a known bear. And mm-hmm. he cries wolf and has been crying wolf actually for for quite a long time. And so um, you got to be careful about uh, what you read. And, and um, you know, he's talking about how each new housing data point is worse than the last. And they are promoting uh, prompting this leading industry analyst to say that the market's in a correction. Well, you know, I, we've read the article. So uh, I know that certain parts, certain cities in Texas right now, uh, they've overbuilt. Uh, there's an oversupply of new homes and they're not moving on the market. Do you know any market in California where that's true? No, no. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, no we're in Texas. Uh, I, I, I actually, I don't, don't know. The, okay. No, I don't. I, I didn't bring the article with okay. me. But, uh, but again, I'm just, I'm in, in general. I think you just have to be careful uh, of what you read. And and when it's an, at, you know, at the nationwide statistics for real estate, just just don't mean anything. In fact, the nationwide statistics on most things economic really don't yeah. have um, a, a strong bearing on what's happening here in California. And uh, you know, this is a Bay Area radio station, so we're focused on. On, you know, Northern California and California in general, but even Northern California in within the state of California has its own uh, economy and its own job market and its own uh, job rate and rate of employment and the rate of appreciation uh, for housing and what's selling and what's not selling. And, and one of the things we do know about real estate and housing in Northern California is we are not adding appreciably to our inventory so uh, in fact we're taken away when we have fires and stuff like that yeah right and and and, you know worse than that i i really just 
get upset when I read about people who um, should know better and are saying, well, I, I, th- I think the real estate's in a bubble. You know, I think we've got a bubble here. Um, guys who say that don't know what they're talking about. There's no bubble in California. There's no bubble in the San Francisco Bay Area. Housing prices are high because of what all of us learned in school when we took Supply economics. Supply and demand. Supply <laughs> and demand. When you don't, when you have growing demand because your population is growing, because workers are coming here to take great jobs from big companies, Companies like Facebook, Google, Amazon, um, Apple, and their income is increasing, and their income is increasing, yeah. and they want to go buy a house, and there's few houses on the market. What happens to those house few houses on the market? They go up in they, price. That's yep. exactly right. And so, uh, is affordability an issue? Absolutely. Um, are fewer and fewer people as a percentage of the population able to afford to buy the home of their choice, especially now with, with mortgage rates going up? Yes, but it's still not enough to um, to be in, uh, in, in any kind of bubble. There's yeah, just no underlying bubble. You, what you may say is, like you said, it's cresting and maybe there won't be as many. A bubble uh, is when the, much yeah, appreciation. A bubble yeah. is when the underlying forces are. Um, uh, are, are ghost-like in, in right. Yeah. The, you know. the fundamentals can't support the values. That's for the bubble piece, and the fundamentals are you, here. Are you talking about Bitcoin? <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that again later, in yeah. a moment. But. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, we basically had free money 15 years ago, and that's what drove up the price of real estate. There are no underlying factors that would cause a bubble, other than the fact that we've got rising incomes, rising employment ratios, rising demand for housing, and we're not building homes fast enough. And so, California. I think, um, you know, notwithstanding what's happening in the stock market, notwithstanding people's normal fears about, you know, what's going to happen in 2019. Are we heading into a recession? Are real estate prices cresting? Will we have a real estate price correction like we did in 2007 and 8 and 9 and 10? Uh, Again, uh, will it be worse or will it be a soft landing? Um, You know, I think the fundamentals for real estate and the economy in in California are are extremely strong still. Uh, Well, maybe extremely is an extreme word. I, I, let's let's just say, in my opinion, they're they're still solid. The fundamentals are solid. Um, you know, and if real estate prices don't increase uh, any appreciably in the uh, in, in the near term, the next twelve twenty four months, not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, especially for your company because you lend at such low loan to value, which we will right. get into in the next segment. Yes, absolutely. In the next right. segment. So, um, real estate. In a correction? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe in some markets in the United States. But again, real estate is local. All real estate is local. You got to, you know, you got to read these these uh, nationwide based articles with a grain of salt and know that uh, the news is there to, you know, stir up the pot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You guys ready for our second trivia question? Yes, sir. All right. What is another name for Japanese horseradish? What do we call that? Right. Oh, I know. The Remember, you know that. the answer to this one. Okay. Uh, call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Trivia question is, what is another name for Japanese horseradish? 888-912-1190. And don't touch that dial because the best of investing, we're going to be right back. You're listening to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fana of Pacific Private Money. Trivia question number two. What is another name for Japanese horseradish? Wasabi. Wasabi. That is correct. <laughs> wasabi. We, we love our wasabi. Is that from Saturday Night Live? Wasabi. wasabi. Oh, no, no. That's, that's, uh, that's a commercial or something. That's a commercial. What's I think, up? Yeah. That was that old Wasabi. That's right. Wasabi. <laughs> Want a quick, let's make a quick mention here for uh, Alcatraz Tours. You guys ever been to uh, yeah, Alcatraz? Oh, Isn't that fun. awesome? As a visitor, yes. Yeah. So uh, in January, they got, me in. <laughs> they got a buy one, get one free ticket promotion. Alcatraz Tours, uh, they often sell out during the year. So check them out, AlcatrazCruises.com. You can also call 415-981-7625 to purchase tickets. All right. Um, in this segment also, I want to kind of mention... Uh, reading the uh, there was a um, an email I get uh, in financial uh, sector call it and it was interesting they they said that and then this is no disparaging on Vanguard because they're a fine company with mutual funds <laughs> and ETFs but it says a combined 1.8 billion came out of all 11 of Vanguard's sector ETFs this week with the outflows being triggered by individual st- block trades scattered between 1- 12 and 1 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> really <laughs> and it was suggested see one seller specifically uh, let's see uh, it was suggested it was one seller so among the largest outflows was Vanguard uh, information technology which lost 430 million in assets the real estate their real estate fund which uh, got pulled out 217 million so here's kind of the reason I'm bringing this up Mm -hmm. is what happens when there's a a mutual fund to a mutual fund or ETF fund when there's a quote run on the bank well, think about it for a minute. They're investing. They, they probably have some cash on hand, right? But most of the assets are, are tied up. Mm-hmm. So if they take a mutual fund because it's a little bit easier. You know, Vanguard goes out and they take the investor's money and then they go buy various stocks and bonds, right? Well, when there's a, quote, run on the bank, they have to sell assets in order to meet the demands of mm-hmm. the people who are getting out. Mm-hmm. Well, that may or may not be a good thing because when sometimes they have to sell at a point where it's low. And Vanguard didn't want to do that, right? Sure. They're, they're in the job of uh, managing money. It also causes the stock market to decline because when you have more sellers than buyers, that's what happens, right? So I was kind of contrasting that with what you guys do here at Pacific Private Money because yeah. your, your fund, it's kind of the best of both worlds because it's – fairly liquid from the standpoint that clients can get out. They're not locked up for 10 years type of thing. However, if somebody wants to get out, it's not like you guys are forced to sell assets at a loss in order to get them out. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because either you got cash on hand or new money is coming in uh, from various investors or because your loans are so quick in maturity, the duration that there's constantly loans coming in that get paid off and you take that money and you can redeem people if they want to get out. Or you can always sell some of your loans because they're attractive yields and not take a loss on them. Mm-hmm. So, again, you get kind of the best of both worlds because, you know, unlike the stock market that's been having uh, quite a, de- a deteriorating value this last year, you guys, your principles stayed the same. Right? Yeah, and, and mortgage funds are designed, and not just ours at Pacific Private Money, but all mortgage funds are designed this way. You can't force the manager to redeem uh, your investment. Now, you may think as an investor, well, if I want out and they don't 
let me out, then I'm trapped. Well, uh, not really. I mean, again, if it, one of the things about Pacific Private Money Fund is that uh, we make short-term loans. The average payoff is uh, oftentimes five to six months. So the fund is fairly liquid in that uh, new money comes in, we get payoffs. And if we have redemption requests, we process those at the beginning of, of every month. Uh, we typically have four to five, uh, on average, redemption requests. And, and, uh, and in fact, even if it's an emergency and the money's uh, in the account, we, we can elect to, as as managers to to make an immediate redemption if there's some kind of emergency. But if we don't have the capital and maybe one of our larger investors all of a sudden uh, decides for whatever reason they want to redeem, uh, if the money's not there, we're not forced to go out and, and liquidate assets. And that protects everybody. Um, that is, that's actually good news in many ways for uh, every, all the investors, all 200 investors, because you don't want you know one major investor to, to, to rock the boat and, and cause a decline in fund yields and output, so uh, that's one you know that's one major difference in uh, syndications like a mortgage pool fund, where the the uh, fund manager does have the power to protect the integrity of the yeah. fund and the net asset value of the shares of the fund. And so that's a good thing. Well, it's, it's a nice hybrid because, again, like I mentioned, it's not like clients are tied up for 5 or 10 or 20 years. Uh, your minimum requirement is to, uh, how long? One year. 12 One months. Year. Yeah. 12 months. 12-month lockup. And, again, most most funds have a minimum investment period. They don't want you to treat it like uh, uh, you know an, a money market account or an ATM initially anyway because we're making loans with that money. Uh, but it's uh, it's not uncommon for um, for fund to have a 12 to 24 month redemption uh, minimum. Uh, I'm sorry, minimum uh, lockup. And at Pacific Private Money Fund, we have a 12 month lockup. So if you open up an account uh, with our minimum uh, account balance, uh, $50,000, uh, I think the average person opens up an account between fifty and a hundred thousand uh, dollars and then generally starts adding uh, to their account uh, you know fairly quickly thereafter because they find uh, that we're paying those returns out solidly every month and uh, and and providing them the management report and uh, it's um, it, it it's been growing in size we're at about 44 million uh, and growing and we're looking forward to accelerating that growth into 2019 because notwithstanding what real estate may or may not be doing uh, the fact is is that real estate doesn't move quickly real estate prices don't move up and down like the stock market therefore if someone's buying a million dollar home and uh, maybe the price of that home or the value of that home in 12 months is only nine hundred thousand dollars are we really concerned if they borrow uh, six hundred fifty or seven hundred thousand dollars from us with the idea that they're going to get bank financing and pay us off within that year and the answer is no we're generally not concerned with which direction the stock and the the real estate market is moving I mean it's nice when it's moving up but uh, it doesn't move up forever and it will correct and it will. Um, and whether that correction is 10% or 20%, uh, we believe that uh, we're in a market and we can analyze uh, the transaction and make smart decisions with how we lend out that fund money with the idea that uh, the borrower is going to be able to pay us off either by selling or refinancing the property. Or the values will just plateau and stay flat for a while, which is fine yeah. too. Um, you know, Patty was on the last show and we were talking about days on market. And right now, days on market is still, you would still kind of equate that to a seller's market. But as days on market extends, the days on market being how long a listing is is for sale until it goes into contract, even if it extends out and it's you know 45 days or 60 days, that's still a pretty balanced, that would be what's yeah. considered a balanced market, which isn't price declines per se, but it's just 
leveling off where buyers have you know good opportunities. There's not overbidding or multiple offers. It's just a healthy real estate market. Okay. And when we come back, uh, I've got a deal of the week. And then also, Nam, I know you want to cover maybe some events that are going to be happening yeah. that the audience yep. will want to know about. All right. Uh, here is our third trivia question. It has to do with your favorite Olympic sport. Curling? Yes. <laughs> is that the trivia question? What right. common household cleaning tool is used in the sport of curling? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. What common household cleaning tool is used in the sport of curling? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. What common household cleaning tool is used in the sport of curling? Broom. Broom. Yes. That is correct. Good <laughs> job, guys. Um, okay, so for those who don't know, Pacific Private Money is very similar to a bank where it lends on real estate. And so uh, the question comes up a lot from a lot of times from people like, what kind of deals do you guys get? You know, who would go to you instead of a bank because you guys, your rates are higher. Very simple. So here's a deal that um, I had heard about where, unfortunately, the husband had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, it was past the two-year incontestable clause for the life insurance that he had. So the wife was entitled to collect the life insurance, which was a quarter million dollars. Um, she's also going to get his Social Security and the pension. All right. The problem is, and maybe he committed suicide because of financial issues, he had run up some credit card bills and this sort of thing. And who, who knows what was going on with him mentally. But anyway, she decided after a year, because he had committed suicide a year ago, to go ahead and move the family, which is pretty smart. Like after a year, you don't want to do it right away, right. you know, that sort of thing. And also after a year, you probably have bad memories of what, what ha- happens. She wanted to get a fresh start. The problem is their credit score was hammered because he had borrowed money, you know, credit cards and that sort of thing. So the first thing she's going to do is take the life insurance proceeds and pay off all the credit cards. And she's selling the current house that she's in and she's buying and she's actually in escrow. And then she's going ahead and uh, buying a new house in a different part mm-hmm. of, of not, not too far, about an hour away from where she lives now. The problem is the bank won't lend her any money because a couple of reasons. Well, yeah, the credit was hammered, mm-hmm. and now she's living off of just you know Social Security and, and uh, you know his pension, and then yeah. she has life insurance proceeds. So the loan to value on this is only going to be about fifty four percent. So it's a very smoking hot deal. In fact, she literally could pay cash for the property from the life insurance proceeds, and after paying off the credit cards. And the sale of the current house. But as a astute person being prudent, she doesn't want to spend all of her money on that. Sure. She wants to yeah. have cash reserves. So what will happen is she'll get a loan from Pacific Private Money. And then within six months or a year, she'll have you know built up enough of her credit by herself back. Right. back and then uh, she'll refinance with a real bank. 
Wow. So it's a a perfect deal as to why a bank wouldn't do it, but Mm -hmm. why you guys would. And she's only going to need the money for 11 months. And the interest rates, you know, a yeah. fairly attractive rate for... Well, some really sad circumstances. It is. That's, but but that's, solving a problem for it. Yeah, right, right. Jeez, that's tough. So, um, you know, one, in, at the beginning segment, we were talking about a year review. Yeah. And I um, want to talk about next events. This time last year, we were looking at events to attend. And every year, we go to a lot of events, a lot of lender-related events, whether it's uh, going out to raise capital or to meet with potential referral sources for loans. And we always look at Q1 and say, okay, what's on the horizon for us to attend and what's on the agenda of these events? And it's interesting, this time last year, we were talking about the year review and speculation and bubbles. You know, crypto was huge (laughs) on the agenda of a lot of different uh, lender-related. This year in Q1, it's hardly on there. Um, real estate continues to be a prominent uh, agenda item for a lot of these events. And a lot of these are events are for investors, family offices, you know, hedge funds, high net worth people. Real estate is always, whether it's equities or debt, real estate is always one of the primary um, agenda yeah, items. Yeah. So going into 2019 in Q1, crypto is way down there. Say cannabis is down there. Um, real estate continues to be a, a bellwether. It's, it's in other words, it's not a flash in the pan. Right. Yeah. It's not a flash in the pan. It's not yeah. speculative. It's. I mean, you know, there's sure there is in certain areas, but fundamentally, family offices. We, we, we Mark, we've met with a number of family offices over the last several weeks. Yeah. And for them, real estate is always such a a foundational yeah. part of their investment portfolio. That's probably how they got. To be a family office. You know, it's right. funny. In, in a lot of these events we're going to, uh, are their, their topics are generally geared towards what they refer to as alternative investments. And alternative investments are what one would call, say, investing in mortgages or investing in a mortgage pool fund, uh, like what we offer at Pacific Private Money. But even investing in real estate itself is considered an alternative investment. And I guess it's when, when they say alternative, what they mean is it's alternative to traditional stock and bond investments. And it's kind of funny, and I, I wonder how much longer uh, this is going to continue because I just I question those who focus on traditional portfolios, traditional investment portfolios, a certain mix of stocks and bonds. I, I feel sorry for anyone who's relied on that that yeah. old strategy well, for this past decade. You know, it's yeah. funny. I was just thinking about this. The stock market's been around since the late 1700s, but yet mortgage investing has been around for a th- at least a thousand years. I mean, yeah. what did people do when they wanted to buy some piece of property and didn't have all the money? They had to borrow. go to, they had right. to borrow the money. Yeah. So whatever you call it, traditional investing, alternative investing, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, in this day and age with people living longer and things costing more relative to what a lot of people earn these days, unless you happen to be, you know, uh, among the fortunate working for a tech company that's uh, paying you extremely well, uh, you know, you need to be concerned about upping the, the, uh, the returns that you're able to generate on your savings and retirement retirement portfolios and so-called alternative investments like real estate and real estate debt uh, continue to perform extremely consistently. So, of course, if you, you know, if you bought uh, stocks and, and were investing through um, 
the, the, the big dip uh, after the last recession. So if you're buying in 2009, 10, 11, 12, oh, you're pretty, yeah. pretty happy with the, the direction things are going. Now, notwithstanding the fact that we're looking at, you know, maybe over the past trailing 12 months, the stock market has not done well at all. So you have to think to yourself, okay, well, what's the likelihood for, uh, for returns looking forward 12 months or 24 months? So if you're a little bit nervous about uh, what direction they may go, you should look at things like alternative investments and looking at investing in mortgage-backed notes with conservative loan-to-value to people who have a capacity to pay on the home they're borrowing against. And uh, we're just, we just couldn't be more bullish about the outlook for mortgage debt investing uh, in the near term. Yeah, non-correlated. Yeah, yep. that's what they keep saying, non-correlated. It's, it's not like, you know, it, when we say non-correlated, uh, we don't mean that it's not at all correlated. I mean, it's not like, it's not 100 percent one way or the other, but it's not it's it's certainly not direct. Uh, nope. uh, short term, long term interest rates uh, uh, move different directions. But investing in mortgage debt is uh, is an extreme as safety and security features. You're just not going to find another investment. In fact, it? when we get to the next segment, yep. uh, it'll be our last segment of the of the year. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to teach people how they can invest in mortgage debt. You, there's a few different ways. Yes. Yep. OK. Uh, let's see. We have about 34 seconds. Well, we, and, and we just a break. teaser for the audience. So Pacific Private Money, we offer three ways to invest in mortgage debt in California. That is whole notes, fractional notes, and mortgage funds. We've talked a little bit during the show about uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund. It is a mortgage pool fund. Um, but we also offer for those who prefer to direct uh, invest directly in a note so they can choose the note and the real estate and the borrower, um, we offer both whole notes and fractional. Fractional means that you and several other people that you may or may not know uh, can invest uh, together, uh, maybe several hundred thousand dollars each in a $500,000 loan. So we're going to continue talking about that into the next segment. All right. Stay with us. The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Wasabi. Wasabi. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Here, here you got that one. So it's Friday the, the 21st. Uh, we recorded the show early because some of us, uh, I'm in Hawaii right now. <laughs> and I don't even care what the weather's like in the San Francisco Bay Area on the, on the 29th. But uh, also on the 21st, we just suffered through the worst week uh, in the stock market in a decade. The stock market, uh, the Dow Jones was down 1,700 points this week, down 7, 7%. And uh, gosh, like they said, movie airplane sure picked a bad time to stop sniffing glue (laughs) (laughs) but uh so um you know i I, you know as we're recording this show we don't know how the uh market fared uh, during christmas week and uh hopefully uh things have bounced back a little bit and sanity has prevailed but uh whether it has or has not where sanity continues to prevail is investing in real estate secured debt. And at Pacific Private Money, we are experts at helping you and other retail investors invest in mortgage secured debt. Uh, 
We are experts in California debt. We make short-term loans to California consumers and investors who have a short-term need for a real estate loan. And we've talked uh, ad nauseum on this show uh, over the years about what type of loans we make and why people would come to Pacific Private Money for a loan that, say, costs 9% when they can get a loan from the bank at 5%. There are a lot of reasons. Speed, uh, convenience, uh, ease, low documentation, all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, Moving jobs, uh, lack of seasoning, maybe the inherited property and they want to buy out a sibling. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, And our loans uh, pay uh, to our investors anywhere from 7.5% to 8.5% on average. And there's three ways to invest at Pacific Private Money. Uh, You can invest in whole or fractional notes. Those are individual loans. Uh, Our average loan size at Pacific is anywhere from, you know, 750,000 to a million because we're, again, we're investing mostly in uh, California real estate. In fact, uh, mostly Northern California real estate, helping people buy homes in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, East Bay, uh, you name it. We've lent there probably. (laughs) And, uh, and our uh, track record is a very, very low default rate, very few foreclosures. And we've never lost a single dollar of principal for any of our investors. In fact, all of our investors have always made the yield that they were promised to earn on the notes that they invested in. Uh, so again, whole notes, fractional notes, Pacific Private Money Fund is our managed fund. If you're new to mortgage investing and you really aren't in, a, in the uh, ability to compete with those experienced investors who can quickly snap up those, those good deals, the fund is probably a, a better idea for you. And there are pros to both. Uh, The people who like to invest in individual notes say they like to uh, be able to choose the real estate they're they're lending on. Uh, Those who invest in funds, they like it because they can start out with any amount they want and they can add to it and they can redeem when they want or just keep the money working for them. Individual notes, of course, if you lend to an individual and they want to pay you off, you have to take their money and uh, and we'll help you redeploy that again. And there is a $50,000 minimum for the fund. $50,000 minimum for the fund. Uh, and since our uh, since our individual notes tend to be uh, close to a million dollars, we can't take a fifty thousand dollar investment in an individual note. You have to have a higher capacity, and typically you need to have you know two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars to invest in one of our individual notes. So, for more information, go to our website PacificPrivateMoney.com or call us because uh, we've got. Uh, uh, any, at any given day, we got a dozen people in our offices uh, waiting to answer those phones and give you that information you want. 415-883-2150. Or go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right, guys. Here's our thoughts of the day for the end of the year. Light travels faster than sound. That is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And uh, you ever notice that you correct autocorrect more than autocorrect corrects you? I mean, you do that on your phone, right? It corrects you. Dang, you yeah, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say this, <laughs> not that. All right, guys, it's been a fun year. Yep. Looking forward to 2019. Year. Yeah, uh, cautiously optimistic, mm-hmm. but uh, Pacific Private Money Fund is doing very, very well. As, and as a company, Pacific Private Money as a company is doing very well. Okay. Thanks. Tune in uh, next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. 
And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.